Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to FuelerCast, our film effect week entertainment recap podcast, where we'll be breaking down the week's film effect movie news and delivering them from our full effect point of views. Ed's the name they gave me, and joining me as usual, the usual suspects. We got Jocelyn. Hey, guys. Andrew. Greetings and salutations, and it's Anything Can Happen Wednesday, so crack a miller for that. There you go. And rounding up the lineup, because Corey's sick this week, Justin. Hello, hello. It's been sort of a slow week, but there's still stuff to talk about. The entertainment world is never too quiet, so without wasting any more time, let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip, 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 drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. So I wanted to kick off the episode by talking about a project that I'm surprised we haven't brought up yet, and that's Heat 2. Now, as of this recording, I feel like this project's picked up a lot of steam lately, and is looking more and more like a sure thing in terms of Michael Mann projects coming to fruition. Having read some of the book myself, I can honestly say that it's certainly a feasible project, and I can even see Mann doing this as like a final film project of his and still be pushing around 90 once production were to wrap um i mean so yeah uh, according to this uh, big studio gossiper daniel rickman he's claiming that um anna de armas is being eyed uh, for a role in this film i got a feeling that if and uh, even though this has been talked about a lot lately and the book just came out it's still a big if. Um, if this were to come to fruition, I got a feeling that it's going to be just like the original film and it's going to have a big cast. Like, it's going to be a big thing. Like, a lot of who's who in Hollywood from past and present are just going to be included just like in the original film. I mean, I've heard everywhere from from Austin Butler playing the... Uh, the um, the, the, the Chris Sherless part from Val Kilmer from the original. Because if you don't know what the book's about, the book is kind of like a prequel and a sequel. So it takes place the day after the events of the first film, and it's Chris, uh, Val Kilmer's character, on the run. Because he's the only person who got out alive in the original film, and we never really saw what happened to him at the end of the movie. Um, and so the book takes place, it follows him, because he's basically on the run and everyone's after him now he's the last man standing and then it cut it cuts back and forth because it goes back you see um you know it's it's got a a yield young neil um mccauley and uh you know basically the genesis of his group that we saw in the original film how they all came to be and you know i i can see austin butler playing a young nick uh uh, a young uh, de niro that's just me and then other names that have rounded out. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not De Niro. Um, I, Kilmer. That's, what I, that's the name I was looking for, or thinking of Kilmer. Because Adam Driver, another name that's been brought up, he would be um, a young Neil. So he'd be De Niro. It only makes sense. Butler kind of resembles Kilmer in a way. He can play him. I can see that happening. Pacino, get him back, kind of do what they did with the Irishman, de-age him. We talked about that last week, I know, but still, like, this is, like, serious talk. Like, I can't see anybody, you know, but Pacino 
as a what's his face anyone chime in <laughs> yeah i'm i'll like just start off by saying i'm not a fan of the heat like i might be the only person on the planet who doesn't love that movie you're um, not a fan of a lot of things <laughs> i've never seen it so i can't <laughs> i was super excited for it when he got like i saw it in the theaters like i couldn't wait de niro and pacino together for the first time and michael mann um so what's, i was what's super wrong with heat? i love heat i don't know i just i i think the acting in it is really bad like i know wow. people like those pacino memes are memes for a reason because he's fucking terrible in it but i say all this feeling like i need to give it another shot like i've seen it Please do. at least three times at this point but give it a fourth and shot. i've never liked it but i feel like i need to give it one more shot i um i don't i'm more shocked to hear that michael mann is almost would you say 80 90 years he's almost 90 years old he's I mean, in his he's 80s in his at this 80s. point now yeah, Cronenberg has turned 80 the other day, and that weirded yeah. me out. I'm like, I, I think of these guys as being old, but not that old. Like, that's old. Uh, Michael Mann, I'm sorry, he just turned 80. Still, now, this, this isn't going to be a project that's going to that happen tomorrow. So, you know, right. it, I, that's why I said, you know, by the time it wraps, he'll be around 90. No, he's finishing that Ferrari movie now. So, you know, it's not yeah. totally implausible that he couldn't just jump right into Heat 2 right after that. So might be closer to 85. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with Justin. I th- The reason that I'm not a huge Al Pacino fan is because I think his acting is just like fucking just bombastic for no reason. Um, but at the same time, I will disagree with mm-hmm. him and say that that movie is phenomenal. I, I really, really enjoy that film. I mean, I'm a huge Michael Mann fan, so maybe that's why I, you know, ride the coattails of this film. And it's one of his earlier films at that, if I'm not mistaken. But... Or at least it's the earliest film that no, I can think it's of. It's like middle, middle, middle ground. Michael huh. Mann. Maybe I don't really know his early cinematography, but or filmography, I should say. But I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I was gonna say. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that <laughs> film, but yes, I mean Al Pacino's acting can sometimes just really throw a film in a weird place. Like I was, I'm not a fan of Scarface. I don't like that film at all. I think that film is just just overly relies on Al Pacino being a fucking complete psychopath, and I just don't understand why people get behind it so much. But again, I guess that's agreeing to disagree or whatever have you. Well, there there have been a lot of running theories as to why Al Pacino is the way he is as Vince Hannah and um and he one of them. I it's it's kind of the way I look at it now. Whenever I see the movie, I view it as. Oh, he's just coked up. You know, he doesn't say it openly, but it's obvious. You know, just the way his character acts and and his aggressiveness. And he's kind of like up and down the mood swings. And like when he's up, like his highs are really fucking high, man. Like that meme, you know, she's got a great ass. You have your head all the way up it. You know, that, that scene is the way it is for a reason. Is the way Pacino you know performs it and shit you know it's just the way he is he gets over the top and zany and i just feel like that's because it's fucking coked out of his mind you know why not so um i and i'll just say that i'm a fan i I love scarface it's a bombastic pacino movie that i absolutely love like and i don't take a moment of that movie seriously so it's you know it's just it's a crazy over the top like 
pulp uh, crime movie. I, I just I love that one. I love. Sure, sure. I, I, seen... I agree. I mean, like it's. I'm not a fan of Scarface, but it is one of those films that I really do. You know, implore people to watch for your own. Like, obviously, don't just take my opinion. I'm completely in the minority of this. I've only seen it twice. The last time I saw it was about 15 years ago or so. And I didn't like it. The, the, the two times I have seen the film, I just wasn't a fan of it. I just didn't get yeah, the a lot of people thought it was like overrated. It. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people um, don't like it. It wasn't well regarded when it came out. It got terrible reviews. Well, I don't go shit on it either. I do feel like I owe it a rewatch. It's around that time now. It's been, like I said, 15 years. So, um, you know, three times a charm, maybe? Who, who knows? I just but, love the like the '80s aesthetic is great. It's just it's a crazy fucking movie. But Justin, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised to hear you're not a fan of Heat. But I do feel like you should have given it a rewatch. Um, yeah, maybe and, fourth times the maybe charm. fourth times a charm in your case. You know, <laughs> I'm fairly certain I don't like that movie, but I do I, I do want to see it again. Just it's been a long time. It's been at least there's just probably so 20 much. years. And I don't know, maybe I'll have come around on it. I love the all-star variety. I love the cinematography. I love the look and feel of it. Like, it is L.A. to A.T. circa 1995. Um, I love the soundtrack. I love that movie song that opens that, that closes the film. Um, even the, electric, the, the, the soundtrack overall, and like I said, that the aesthetic... Um, the witty dialogue, like I said, even as, as far as fucking bonkers as Pacino is in that movie, I fucking love it. Like, I'm there for it every single time, you know? I feel like it's at odds with the rest of the movie, though. Like, it does, I, it feels I like don't. it's a performance from a completely different movie. Um, like I said, I, I, I feel like he has a rhyme and reason behind it, and it, it, I guess if, if, like I said, I, I watch it like he's coked out. Like, I go with that theory. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of one of those unwritten things or unsaid things. Um, What was I going to say? But, oh, yeah. But I, I love Heat so much. I've said for years, like, it's kind of like a running joke with me. I've always said, like, you can't talk film with me until you've seen Heat. Like, it's one of those films I feel like everyone... Seriously. Yep. Shit I gotta off. leave. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull on a clinic, you know. <laughs> but no, seriously. I, I mean, I'll still, I'll make an exception with you, Jocelyn. But you should definitely watch it. I know. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. You, you owe it to I'm, yourself. I'm not opposed to it. Film. I mean, I, mean, I know what you're talking about. I just, it's just one of those movies. I've. It's, you know. it's an old-fashioned L.A. cops and robbers movie. It's there's really nothing to it. It's just kind of all star cast. When you think you've seen like holy shit, this guy's in it, or this guy, or this person, or this girl, it's like it's like that throughout the whole movie. And it's a th it's a three hour movie. It doesn't feel like a three hour oh, movie to me. <laughs> it's one of them films that when it came out back in '95, it had two VHSs. <clears throat> it had oh god, double like cassette. Titanic, yeah, like, like Braveheart, <laughs> like Scarface. So. But yeah, uh, anyway. I'll also say I do love Heat, but I like the town a lot more. Well, I mean, they're if we're comparing bank robbery films, I'm not comparing them. One's LA, one's East Coast, one's West Coast, Boston, LA, Affleck, De Niro. I could see that, that would make a an interesting double feature, a long double feature, but I wouldn't be opposed movies, to it. Yeah, no, 
Not at all. All right, and um, I have another one I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, it pertains to a film that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks on the show, and that's Man on Fire, a movie that, honestly, I wasn't even about to talk about this until it got brought up in some conversation a few weeks ago, and it, it reminded me of the movie, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot all about Man on Fire. I fucking love that movie. Gotta talk about that film, so... Um, Netflix. It's a great movie. It is. It really is. And I'm a sucker for uh, vigilante films. So yeah, it's 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 right up there. Anyway, Netflix has ordered a television series based on Man on Fire. And now it's funny enough, Man on Fire itself is a remake from 1987 film with Scott Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a third adaptation of Man on Fire, um, with. Uh, Kyle Kylan based on the book series by author AJ Quinnell. So yeah, um Netflix it's it's getting into the, you know, it, it, it's been in the television game, but like I, I don't know. I really can't speak on Netflix because I really haven't really watched any Netflix shows in forever in a day. Like Netflix isn't even on my radar, honestly. Um so I Anybody else be avid Netflix watchers? I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm in the same I, spot you are with Netflix. I, I some the only reason I keep it is because other people in my family use it. I, I never. I use I yours, do want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do want to watch that. All All's Quiet on the Western Front at some point, but um, and I feel like I did watch something on Netflix fairly. Oh, that Chris Rock uh, stand up special. So, yeah, I keep it for stuff like that. Really, I, I, I'm not on there very often. We we use a lot actually. That's that and like YouTube are probably like our and Peacock are probably like our top three apps that we use all the time. Yeah, I mean, um, back to the show. It's it's so um, Kyle Kylan. He was actually the writer of the Fear Street series, or at least the first film, part one. Uh, he's going to be the writer, the EP, and the showrunner. So, I mean, look, it looks like they're going all in or ordering it the series. Um, you know, I'll check it out. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, that's my thoughts about this. Oh, and in case anyone's watching or I'm sorry, listening, if you don't know what Man on Fire is, it came out in 2004, Denzel, uh, story of John Creasy. He's Dakota a, Fanning. Dakota Fanning, a very young Dakota Fanning. That's right. As a very, as a, uh, Denzel is a broken ex-mercenary on a mission to avenge the death of his only friend while protecting his fallen comrade's daughter from the forces that destroyed their, her family. So in the in the 2004 adaptation, she he's assigned, he's down in, I believe, Mexico. Um, he's just down and out, just fucking drunk, but he's still good, great at what he does. So he's hired by this family because the city that they live in, a lot of you know, rich children are being kidnapped for ransom, and and some end up dead. So, um, Dakota Fanny ends up getting kidnapped while he's on, you know, mission to protect her, and then he just they fucked with the wrong guy. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a revenge film of all revenge films. It's great. It's got Christopher Walken, Mickey Rourke. A lot of people are in that movie. It's a great film. Tony Scott, rest in peace. Uh, Andrew, thoughts? 
I mean, I've only seen the film once when it first came out. I remember thoroughly fucking enjoying it, though. Um, but I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I don't really watch Netflix shows. I probably haven't seen a Netflix show in... God, I don't even know how long. I don't think I've actually seen a Netflix original, honestly. I've no, I didn't see... Um, God, what the fuck is that? Uh, they've been doing it for no. the past like five years. It's like four seasons of it. Stranger Things, that's it. Like, I literally oh, haven't seen any of Stranger Things or anything like that. I, I'm just not really... First of all, I'm not big into watching like shows in general. They always kind of overwhelm me with the runtime. I'm more inclined to watch a movie, but... I mean... Teach their own. I would definitely love to watch Man on Fire again. I'm not sure if I would be hook, line, and sinker on a show... But, I mean, if it gets good reviews, you know, hey, I'm not saying that I'm opposed to it. I mean, Man on Fire's got one of my all-time favorite monologue quotes. Man can be an artist in anything. Food, whatever. Depends on how good he is at it. Creasy's art is death, and he's about to paint his masterpiece. It's this fucking badass line. I love it. <laughs> uh, Justin, where you at on Man on Fire? You hate that I've movie, too? I've never seen it. You never I, seen I, Man on Fire. No, I, wow. I pretty much need to catch up on all Tony Scott from like everything after True Romance up until the time he died. Like where I need to on, see you, all that. Where are you at on Enemy of the State? Never saw it. Wow. In Baltimore yeah. too. Yeah, I just was I don't like spy movies all that much. So I was that's why it's I never like, got spy film. It's not oh, like, it's, great. it's not like it, spy it's game. like my favorite Denzel Washington movie like ever. It's it's no it's incredible. He's not a, you talking about Man on Fire? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man on oh, Fire. Oh, okay. It yeah, is yeah. great. You really should see it. They're both it's, great it's worth movies it. Yeah. The Enemy of the State is fantastic. They're you both one hundred percent. Yeah, I just I, I I just need to go back and catch up on all the like the Tony Scott from like mid career up until the time he died. I know all the early stuff. That just like a Tony Scott marathon, just binge. Yeah, the fuck I, I, out of Tony Scott yeah. movies. It, as, as, Days of Thunder was on the other day, and I wanted to watch Days it, but it was Thunder. but it was like AMC or something, and I didn't want to watch it with commercials. So I'm just I'm going to keep it. I can pick up a copy that at the thrift store for like a buck ninety nine. So I'm just keeping <laughs> keeping an eye out for that. It's probably on Tubi. No, it wasn't. I checked for it. Or maybe it was on Tubi. I feel like it was somewhere, actually. It might have been. It might have been. I I felt like Tony Scott was on a serious roll up until he made Deja Vu. (laughs) And after that, it was like, ah. Because I like Domino. That's a movie of his that got a lot of hate for people that did see it. Because that's another thing. No one saw that movie back when 2005 when it came out. Because that was what he followed up Man on Fire with was domino um yeah i'd say domino man on fire enemy of the state probably a few other ones i've seen bits and pieces of on cable like i might have caught you know 10 minutes here five minutes here so i'm you know i'm familiar with all of them and and have at least seen a little bit but i've never watched any of them start to finish and you know what another tony scott film that gets a shitload of hate the fan, De Niro, Wesley Snipes, <laughs> yeah, I guilty pleasure. Stupid. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> no joke. The one Tony Scott that every and I'm not the world's biggest Tony Scott fan, but the one that everybody you seems seen any to of his hate. Movies. No, I've seen his early <laughs> stuff, and and the the one that I love that everybody hates is Revenge with Kevin Costner. I fucking love that movie. You talked about great. that before. I love it. I, it's a great, great movie, and I and the Last Boy Scout, of course, is a fucking uh, yeah, masterpiece. A great I love the Hell I love yeah. the Last Boy Scout. 
you know, and I feel like this is another film that's gotten a lot of love lately for some reason that I've only seen one time and never really thought was, I don't know, it was just it, well acted but really fucking boring. It was a spy game. Was that him or was that? That was Tony Scott. Was it? Okay. Because mm-hmm. that was the film he, he did in between Enemy of the State and Man on Fire. Okay. Yeah, see, again, spy shit like, never draws me in. And that's a straight-up spy film that, like, right. it's, like, I don't like spy two and a half either. hours, and it, like, over where it overstays its welcome. It's one of them films. It's really long yeah. and drawn out, and just it, I just didn't find the appeal in it. To each their own, that's just me personally speaking. Um, you know, and then didn't really do too much more after that because, you know, unfortunately, 2010 or well, 11... I don't know. It just he had a rough end. It was it was it's sad. Twelve, two thousand twelve. I think the train one's the last one he did, right? The it one is on the unstoppable. Train. Yeah. yeah, unstoppable. That's it. Which was it was fine. Sucks that it's his last film, but you know, yeah. it's not a terrible movie, but it's not a great film either. So, but yeah, I'll be checking it out. Oh, another another movie of his that I wanted to bring up too while we're talking about his filmography is uh the Hunger. That's one of my favorite 80s vampire movies so i watched that for the first time last year it was okay i didn't love it 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 looked good but i like it left me cold it's another film that's drawn out but i i I don't know i'm a sucker for bowie and i just love the fact that tony scott did a genre film and it's his first movie yeah, yeah yeah it was it was so and of course beverly hills cop too so and I guess Top Gun for if we're gonna mention them all. Anyway, because uh, since you already mentioned True Romance, uh, Jocelyn, you're up. You want to talk about something about uh, another Disney remake coming out from someone that you at least expect it from? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Disney's uh, Aristocats is gonna be uh, remade, and Questlove is doing it. And now. If- I can see Questlove. Uh, I can see him doing this a hundred percent. All like, this over is this. All, this oh is yeah, right up his alley. This has his name all over it. This is going to be fun, I think. And oh, I'm yeah. not like the biggest Aristocats fan because it's such you know it's a movie I think from like the 70s or something. So it's you know it was kind of I don't know. It was just one of those ones I like kind of passed over when I was a kid. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this. Questlove, most people don't know who he is. He's from The Roots. Um, probably recognize him on Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, yeah, it's an idea. Yeah, if anybody watches that. So, um, and he won an Oscar last year for directing yep. uh, Summer of Soul, I think. Scott, I've been wanting to see this fucking movie forever now. Um, about uh, a, a con- it's like a concert documentary. Oh about yeah, like yeah. Sly, like Sly a, and the Family Stone and uh about the nineteen sixty-nine Harlem Cultural yes. Festival. I couldn't yeah. remember what it's called. I kept wanting to say Watt Stacks. I'm like, no, it's not Watt Stacks, it's a it's a different show like that. Yeah, I, I, I still want to see that movie. It looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm um and also the um the writer of Onward. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that Pixar film. Um I haven't, no. it's a great movie. I, I think that the writing is actually like like perfect for that movie so i'm really excited to see i mean obviously you can't go too far because it's a remake you know it's gonna be you know based on the original but um 
I'm excited for for the writer of Onward to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, they talk about in it too, um, in the article that I shared, it's like, um, you know, how Aristocats isn't like a big, you know, commercial, like successful film, you know, like other Disney movies. It's and well stuff. known. It's also, yeah, it's I mean, if you bring it up, people know out. what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. It's about a lot of, one of the things that stands out is that, that jazzy upbeat soundtrack. And that's why I think Questlove, he's going to come in and just fucking kill it. Yeah. Because that it's up his alley music, you know, it's in his blood. Well, I thought it's it was cool sound too. It's so fucking great. They had mentioned jazz. that uh Disney it's one of the films that um Disney has a program called Disney Musicals in Schools. And um it's kind of funny because my daughter is one of the lead roles in the Aristocats next month. So oh, nice. I was reading through the article and I was like, Oh, that's funny, like ironic. That's but funny. I saw that in the article too. My my son <laughs> just two weeks ago did uh the jungle book, which was also one of the, the old Disney things that Oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think it's cool that they do that. They did yeah. like Frozen last year at my kids. And like school, they so. they and they, they I don't I'm sure it was the same at, at your um at your school they don't let you photo they don't let you you can take pictures but you can't film anything because of like a copyright thing oh i gotcha yeah that makes sense yeah they made an announcement to like take pictures but no filming <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm excited for this um i think it's gonna be a fun movie especially with uh quest love involved for sure all right andrew what do you want to talk about this week uh, I think he stepped away. Did he? I didn't see his text. I just got it. Oh, BRB bathroom. Got it. <laughs> so Justin, your turn. <laughs> Justin. Um, mine about is. Movie? I saw an article. I guess you know Ari Aster's out doing the rounds because uh, Bo is afraid is about to come out. And yes, it is. And they, they, he, I guess somebody asked him if he knows what his next movie is going to be, and he said that he's saying that it's going to be a western, and it's probably going to have uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it. I guess they enjoyed working together. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a lot. The article didn't really have much to say beyond that. Um, There's nothing just much to say. Yeah, just gives a reason to talk to Ari Aster. Quote that he pulled. It was just a simple sentence. He was like, yeah. yeah. Western Joaquin Phoenix. That's what I'm thinking about, you know, doing next. And you know what? I I, I love, you know, that the fact that Ari Aster is branching out and doing a little variety. He's doing things that you would least expect him to do. You know, he's jumping from after two massive genre films doing this Bella's Afraid, which to be honest, comes out in a couple weeks and you and I both really don't know too much about like what the hell it really is what it's going to be i mean i think i have a couple of ideas but you know until we see the final product um it's just you know it's it's we could just assume whatever i think it's going to be not that it's going to be like this movie literally but a situation i think it's going to be like under the silver lake where Mm. um what's the name of the guy who made under the silver lake and it follows I always oh, forget his name. Um, David or David something, something. David. David yeah. Mitchell or Mitchell David. Yeah, um, we'll go with that. You know, it, it Follows was like a big independent hit. 
and he and he took the cachet from that and he made under the silver lake which almost nobody saw i think you and and i are the only two fans of that film no i've seen other people online say they like it which made me feel good because i was like are are we the only ones like literally nobody (laughs) else likes this movie but i have seen some other people uh you know and that's just hardly anybody's seen it and most of the people who have hate it but i think this is going to be one of those kind of movies like it looks like he's taking his midsummer cachet and just making a fuck it movie like this is the only time i'm going to be allowed to make this movie so i gotta do it now kind of thing uh, and i love movies like that even even if i end up not liking the movie itself i love when somebody gets to take uh you know, cash in their chips and take a big a big swing for the fences kind of thing. Those are usually pretty batshit movies, which I love. So I, I'm very excited. All right. Uh Jocelyn, were you out on Ari Aster, Midsomar, Hereditary? Um I love Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um Hereditary was weird. I, I think I think I actually ended up watching it twice because I didn't really understand it. And then I got online and I Googled it and I started reading like theories and stuff. Oh. It just confused the shit out of me. Um, I mean, he definitely has like a. Uh, I don't even know how to say it <laughs> like. A strange, strange movies, you know, let's just put it that way. Creepy kind of. um I guess anxiety driven movies is a a good way to put it. I mean, I enjoy them. I really like Midsommar. Um, That movie is one of the one horror movies that I think about every now and then. And it just, I don't know what it was. It just completely freaks me out. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, it hits you deep, like real deep. And um, I still think about that damn movie. Um, It just, and any excitement out. for Rose Afraid? Um, yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer when we talked about it. I think we talked about it like yeah. last fall or something like that. I can't remember. But um, yeah, I, I love Joaquin Phoenix. So anything with him in, it, him in it, I'm excited for. I'll definitely see the movie. Um, I'm not a big fan of Westerns, but knowing that it's a Ari Aster film, I'll probably see his Western film too. So yeah, knowing him, it'll have a twist, you know, it, yeah. it, won't, it won't be a full blown Western. It'll. Yeah. I mean, I definitely enjoy his movies of genres I don't, as well. I just don't like the feeling I get after I watch them. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, you know, he definitely has a niche and, uh, yes, <laughs> you'll, uh, we'll see, you know, and uh, just to, like, we're talking about Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know about you guys. I'm getting excited for the new Joker movie, seeing like they're starting to release some stills from it. Um, and oh, I, yeah, I saw Harley Quinn the, the other day. Yeah. Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to get jazzed for it. that. And I went back and forth on Joker. I loved it the first time I saw it, and then I fucking hated it the second time I saw it. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure where I stand with that movie at this point, but I, I'm excited for this one. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I love the first one, so I'm definitely looking forward to this one. And, you know, Lady Gaga is yet to let me down as far as yeah, performances I like, I like go. Yeah, I like Lady Gaga. So uh-huh. definitely this is a project I'm excited for. So when's it supposed to come out? Is it this year? 
Uh, no, it's not until the end of next year. I was reading today. Oh, Jesus. I know. Good Lord. Know. They said filming's done, so I don't I know why it's going to take so long. Yeah, exactly. I, I hate when they, they talk about movies so far in advance, though, because it's just, I feel like it's just, I mean, I'm you sure know, there's a reason so much anticipation. Are you talking about Bayou was afraid? No. Uh, Joker. The Joker, Joker too. Oh, okay. My bad. Talking about no, I'm. Yeah, it's the thing I read today said late 2024. Damn. I mean, I guess they had to film it. Maybe had something to do with Lady Gaga's availability. I don't know. She's also an artist, so who knows? Anyway, that's Hollywood. Uh, Andrew, what do you want to talk about this week? So I wanted to talk about an article that I came across. Um. Hold on one second. It's on screen rant. It's about... So basically, they're making a new Batman film that has nothing to do with the Batman. It's it's around the Brave and the Bold, which I'm sort of familiar with as far as the Batman lore goes. But it kind of puts a you know, constraint on what exactly Matt Reeves can do moving forward. And that's kind of what the article details and breaks down. I mean, more or less, you're going to have DC that's trying to make two Batman movies that don't coincide, that kind of go their own route. But they're also trying to make the audience not completely batshit confused, and I don't mean that being a pun intended. And I <laughs> I kind of, I mean, I kind of agree with it. It's, it's, DC needs to make their money off of Batman. It's probably one of their biggest, you know, heroes. And if they're going to make this big DC universe, it only makes sense for them to bring in Batman. But you can't have the Batman come in because that doesn't fit with the rest of your universe, or at least I would assume. Um, but, and and I kind of agree, like, wh- how are they going to do this? Not to mention, you also have a Joker film that's going on that has nothing to do with that, so it's like, you now have three Batman universes going on at the same fucking time. <laughs> you guys couldn't make this any more confusing. Me, as an avid fan, like, I understand where the line starts and stops, but to the general audience they're probably gonna be like oh fuck yeah it's a new batman film they get they go and they say it and like what the fuck am i watching right now the fucking yes. joker film that's a musical like what the fuck <laughs> that's the perfect point andrew because I, I said years ago i'm like i don't see any reason why they can't have separate batman franchises running at once have your family friendly um you know batman and robin kind of pg movies and then have your hard r more you know graphic novel kind of batman movies and i and and but like the point that you made andrew like i know the difference and i know which batman thread is what but like my wife for instance didn't even know and she's like tuned into stuff like she's not out of it and she didn't even realize that there was a new john wick movie (laughs) i mentioned it the other day and she's like i didn't know there was a new john wick like where the fuck have you been so like it's you know and she like i said she's she's not completely plugged in like we are, but she she sees shit and knows what's going on for the most part. So I think your average person would be confused by, or they're going to be confused because it's going to happen. They're going to be confused by these different threads and, you know, they're going to show up to one Batman movie thinking they're getting the other one and they're going to be pissed. And yeah, it, it seems more like like more DC mismanagement. They They just really don't seem to have a grip well, on what they're doing. I also feel like it's DC having their hand way too deep into the cookie jar trying to 
pull as much money out of all these separate films as they possibly can. And I don't blame them for it, but when you're trying to sell it to a general audience, it's it's really going to fuck people up. Um, I didn't see the first Joker film. I heard really good things about it, but I didn't actually sit down and watch it. From what I've heard, the next one is like a musical, which is super fucking confusing. <laughs> I just I just feel like DC is just way too down the rabbit hole with Batman. But at this point, it's making so much fucking lucrative money. Why pull out now? So it's the only one that works for him. Superman hasn't seemed to work. Um, you know, like Aquaman, I think is did okay. I don't think anybody's. Uh, you know, Aquaman hasn't made a big cultural footprint. I mean, Wonder it, Woman, the first one, people liked. I don't think people like the second one so much. So Batman's like the one consistent thing they seem to have. Well, sure, yeah. it's it's their bread and butter. It's literally what people think about when they think about DC Comics. that it i mean that's about the end of my rant i just wish dc could get this shit a little bit better <laughs> i agree yeah, with I, you <laughs> I, I feel like i've spoken so much on dc and all that shit lately that i don't, don't have much to contribute that's why i apologize little brother um no it's okay i just hope james gunn understands that he has a fucking plateful with this oh yeah. I, I i agree about that tenfold he definitely does so i mean he, apparently he has a plan so we'll uh we'll see i think matt reeves will be okay like i that it's like you said andrew that article is saying how it kind of hamstrings what he can do a little bit but i based on what he did with the batman i i don't see it going in a direction where he's gonna have like robin and the bat family what is what is the bat family by the way i don't know what that is I, I i know batman fairly well i thought but i've never heard the term bat family before what is that so like i guess more for like the kids there's like a bat girl a bat woman the sadness like okay the, gotcha yeah like the gotcha. whole i guess i've never heard it referred to batman that way has. before yeah I, I've, I i know all those characters i just never heard it referred to as bat family so i was like what it, it, yeah it's so obvious when you say it but i didn't it, that didn't even occur to me well no that means you know me and you are fans of like batman in general like i mean i don't know about you but i didn't sit down and watch like batman beyond or like right. any of those other like that's what i figured it was from maybe one of the 90s cartoons or something i would assume i mean nothing is really written in concrete yet but that would be my assumption yes but i don't see back to my other points i don't see bat reeves going that way uh, bat reeves did i say bat reeves, Matt reeves. <laughs> it's cool I, I can dig it <laughs> i thought it was some kind of cool nickname they were using in right, media right. or something <laughs> I, I don't see see matt reeves going that route in in you know mining that storyline anyway so I, I don't think he's going to be too boxed in by that you know that iteration of batman movies no i feel like from a creative standpoint matt reeves is not going to give a flying fuck about any of the other movies that are going <laughs> right. on and he's just going to put out what he feels is necessary which i agree with mm. all right well then in that case everyone got their news out of the way let's move on now to coming attractions coming soon to theaters all right so the new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City, now has a trailer. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Last drive. 
you stargazers and space cadets. Each year, we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel who Thank gets you. amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City, legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing Jeffy Jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven. Which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I've learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train. Going so fast, I don't... I do a nude scene, you want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes, my mouth, my mouth didn't speak. Jocelyn, you're the biggest uh, Wes Anderson fan here. What are your initial thoughts on this trailer? Indeed I am. Uh, this movie is going to be fucking are. gorgeous. Like, I just want to say that, like, right off the bat. I know I just, like, shared something on Twitter about, you know, the cinematography and everything. But after seeing the trailer, mm-hmm. I didn't realize the trailer dropped. I shared that post and then you were like, let's talk about the trailer tonight. And I was like, oh, shit. I had no idea. Wow. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's going to be incredible. I mean, I I haven't been this excited about a Wes Anderson movie in God knows how long. I mean, I love his films, but, you know, his last couple ones didn't really, like, you know, make me want to run to the movie theater. Um, And I think, you know, people that love a director so much can say that, you know, sometimes they have flops that you don't really, you know, like as much as the other movies. But, um... Um, I don't know. I just like, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to look incredible. It has that quirkiness in the trailer that I just fall in love with when I watch Wes Anderson films. Um, but it also, you know, it talks about Jason Schwartzman's, obviously, like his wife passes away. So it's going to have like that, you know, that feel good kind of, you know, sentimental, uh, plot story i think in the movie too and then you know the quirkiness with like the aliens and all that stuff um so i'm super excited for this movie and it cannot come out any faster so yeah um i gotta say one thing about this um oh i can't tell you the last time 
a Wes Anderson trailer actually got me going. Like, I actually watched this trailer earlier and was legitimately excited to see it. Like, I really want to see this movie. There's something about it. Uh, I, I agree with you 100% that it looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's your typical Wes Anderson wittiness. Everyone is playing a Wes Anderson character, obviously. But I, I don't know if it's the the cast. Because he always has a grand cast. His cast is always one of the biggest things about his films. But I just something about this particular cast. Maybe it's the fact that he's got Tom Hanks in a movie. Uh, maybe it's the fact that it looks like everyone's playing their parts to, uh, there's something about their roles that appeal to me based off this trailer. I mean, Tom Hanks is like one of his boys, isn't he? What? No. No. no first time. No, Bill, you're thinking first, of Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill oh, Murray. Shit, yeah, yeah, you're right. And of course the regulars are here. Uh, I saw Jeff Goldblum's name in the cast, even though I didn't see him pop up in the trailer. Oh, Wilson's here. Um... Um, Adrian Brody, Brody, Steve Carell. Is, is Carell is Carell a regular or is he been no, in a couple? It's first no, time too. first yeah, time as well. Okay, well uh-huh. still. Um, it just just I, you know, I really can't put my finger on what it was about it, but there's something about this particular trailer that got me going, and I just think looks good. Um, it, it looks it, it it looks fun. Like it could be fun. Um, I, I'm going to give it a shot. I've seen enough. I'm not going to watch another trailer for this film. I'm going to wait till it comes out in June. The aesthetic and, um, and premise kind of reminds me of Fallout. I don't know if anybody here has played that game, but it's very Fallout-ish. Yeah, and the whole idea of people being, you know, held pretty much sounds from what it sounds like is against their will when in this little small town, this, this desert town. Like, I, I don't know. I... I I want to see it, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to be excited about a Wes Anderson film for the first time since, what, the World Bombs. So, here we go. I'm going to be seeing a Wes Anderson film this year in the theater, so here we go. <laughs> Justin, how about you? Where are you at on this? Um, Like you, I don't get excited anymore by Wes Anderson trailers. This one's no different. I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to see it at That's some fun. point. I'm sure I'm gonna like it. I like all. I, I didn't love the French Dispatch, but I didn't hate it. So, at the very least, you know it won't be torturous to watch. But I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I used to love Wes Anderson at one point, but um, I, I just don't get as excited for his movies the way I used to. I thought that the trailer actually looked like one of the Wes Anderson imitators rather than an actual, <laughs> I thought it looked like a Jared Hess movie. I didn't think it was a wet, you know, it looked like a Wes Anderson movie, but I mean, having said that, like you guys said, it's going to be great to look at. Uh, his movies always are. It'll be, there'll be a great soundtrack, you know? So I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I mean, the last Wes Anderson movie that I got excited about was Darjeeling Limited, And that was in 2007. <laughs> like, I just think about how long ago that has been. And that turned out to be my absolute favorite Wes Anderson movie like ever. I remember seeing that at the Charles Theater and it I just I just thought it was great. But um yeah. It's it's I been a long finally, time coming. I just finally watched that last year. I, I had it I bought a copy and just sat on it forever. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, I gotta fucking watch this thing at some point. So I finally watched it last year, and I, I liked it. I, yeah, I, I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, it's really um, good. His past few movies, it's just his style is getting too, like, repetitive. Tween, not repetitive. I don't mind that. He's got a style, and that's fine. I, I don't care so much about that. Yeah. It's just that it's so cutesy. Right. Like, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I get, I get like a toothache watching his movies. You know what I mean? Like if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's like, it's not like Royal Tenenbaums or Darjeeling Limited. It's yeah, or it's, Rushmore. It's, like Rushmore was right. cutesy without being tipping overboard. So that that's where I'm at. I'm I'm an early Wes Anderson guy. I, I don't like Royal yeah. Tenenbaums, but I love Rushmore. Love Bottle Rocket. Love The Life Aquatic. And The Life Aquatic's where it kind of started to go in that you know a little too far in the other direction. But I, I still love that movie. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I get it. And then Royal Tenenbaums kind of, I mean, not Royal Tenenbaums, um, Darjeeling Limited kind of reeled it back a little bit. Yeah, for which sure. Which is why I think it's it's such a good movie. And then ever since the animated ones, his style, it's just been like overload. And yeah. um, I like it more or less, but sometimes it can be a little much. Yeah. I No, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm hoping that this one will, you know, kind of reel it back again, like you were saying for sure oh, no this looks like he's he's it, this looks like he's going for it full blast based on that trailer yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right and the other trailer that we wanted to talk about this week which Austin one of the bring well actually Jocelyn's the one who brought this one up and it is the trailer for the HBO miniseries coming out later on next month called love and death Man, they get to go to their jobs. We just stay home and... God, that's supposed to be enough. You always want more. Oh. You do, Candy. Okay. Whatever you have, you always want more. Yes, I do. And I'm not gonna apologize for it. It is human nature to take risks. To go for something with a little thrill at the risk of falling. Oh. We okay? I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Would you be interested in having an affair? We can never allow Betty or Pat to get hurt. Never, ever. I would love to have you and Pat over. She wants me to cook. No. You need to be careful. Did you kill your wife? No. I did have an affair with Candy Montgomery. Are you all right? No, we're not be all right. We just chopped and chopped and chopped. I didn't do it. I think you did. You're wrong. This is Texas. Folks might be able to forgive murder, adultery, 
not so much. The jury needs to see you as human. And the truth has a way of coming out. Funny enough, this is the second Kenny Montgomery series to air within the last year. Because Hulu had a miniseries called Candy that came out last year with Jessica Biel as the uh, titular character. Okay, I did. I honestly didn't even. Okay, Uh, now I'm like literally. I was the first thing I thought about when I saw this trailer. I was like, oh yeah, this is the uh, Candy Montgomery. I remember the Jessica Biel one from last year. I didn't see Uh, it myself, but I remember hearing about it and seeing like the makeup that she went through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing all that. Um, like online and everything too. Um, yeah, I, I honestly didn't even realize it was a true story until I started reading up on it. Um, cause I was so intrigued by the trailer. I was like looking up, like, is this based on a true story? And, and- <laughs> Melanie Linsky played Betty Gore in the Hulu one. Okay. Whereas this so what's, one, it's the, what's uh, the actual, what's the story? What was the true story that it's based on? Like what happened? Basically, it's just like a housewife um, that just seems like she just wants some like, I mean, stop me if I'm wrong. Ed, this is what I got from just the trailer. I don't really know like the whole true story aspect of it, but it just seems like a housewife that just gets bored with her regular routine and she wants a little excitement. So her and her best friend's husband um, get into a an affair together um, behind her husband and his wife's back. Um, and then, uh, later on in the trailer, you find out that her best friend actually ends up passing away. Somebody came into the house and like brutally murdered her. Um, and then it all comes out that, you know, they had this affair together and then they start pushing, um, that, you know, she was the one that actually did it. So I don't know the whole true story. I honestly didn't even read into it cause I didn't want to like find out what the end, you know, like result was because i don't want the show ruined I for have, me but and that's um, basically to it that's basically you know in you know to a t in a nutshell yeah but best describes her um i know the outcome of course but i just yeah, i won't say anything for obvious reasons did you guys ever did you guys watch uh fargo i watched the, the first the, the television i okay. watched the first season correct okay um I, wa- I think it was like the second or third. Jesse Plebins, I think that's how you say it. Season yeah. two. Season two, yeah. I, I loved Fargo. Um, I haven't watched the last season, I think with like Chris Rock. Chris Rock, I, yeah. Yeah, because we had gotten rid of Hulu for a little while. But now that we got it back, I think I want to finish that whole series. But I loved it. Um, and I really liked his character in Fargo. So that's actually what drew me to, I mean, and, and I love like Scarlet Witch and Elizabeth Olsen and stuff too. So that's what really drew me into this trailer for this show. Um, Cause I, I think he did an incredible job with Kirsten Dunst in um, Fargo. So that's what makes me more excited about this show for sure. Yeah. I watched the trailer, but I like, I, like you, I didn't want to read up on it. it. I was like, oh, that looks like it's probably based on a true story. But um, if I end up watching it, I didn't want to know too much about it going into it. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just funny seeing Elizabeth Olsen taking these like 
darker, quirky roles, you know, after Scarlet Witch in her turn in the Marvel films, and now this, you know, you know, it, it shows you she's got some range, and I like it. Um, she's definitely good at it. Um, she's definitely a crazy bitch in that uh, Doctor Strange film. So uh, yeah, <laughs> and she does a good job of just being like, you know, is here is. Is she or isn't she, you know, insane or has she lost her mind or is she playing, you know, playing it weird? I don't know. Is it an act or what is it? You know, I, of course, I'm asking these questions kind of like you would be, but I know what happens in real life. I'm not going to say it. So um, it'll be interesting to watch transpire. So I'll be watching it for sure. I think it's six episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I thought I read six somewhere. And Um, it's HBO, so... It's HBO, Yeah, I feel like anything they put out is, like... I mean, they're not all winners, but... Not worth watching, but they're done right, I feel like. More along the lines of good than bad, so... Right. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. The story seems very intriguing, so, yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to checking it out myself. So... Oh, now you like a TV show. Okay. <laughs> hey, you said six episodes, right? That's quick. I, I said, That's so, out, I baby. think I read six episodes. Don't quote me. For all I know, it could be fucking ten. Who knows? It said mini drama series, so. Okay. Yeah. Six, six, six sounds about right. Probably yeah. six. That's my jam. Once you start getting more than that, it's like, <laughs> all right, wrap it yeah. up. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well then, in that case, then, let's move on to uh, our weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? And... Justin, what do you want to recommend this week? Uh, I think I'm going to recommend uh, Martin Scorsese's Silence, which is a movie... I came out. you were going to do that. Yeah, it came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. I just was not intrigued by anything I'd seen or read about it in the lead up to its release. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Scorsese's more overtly religious movies. All his movies are religious in some way, or or most of them are, are religious in some way, but it's sort of buried into the story. But the ones like the last temptation of Christ and, and Kundun when it, when it's explicitly a religious movie, I just I don't dig those as much. So this was another one. It's two hours and forty minutes long. I was like, it, I, and from what I read, it sounded like it was just going to be like priest meditating for two hours and forty minutes. I'm like, that just sounds terrible. <laughs> like it's Scorsese, so I'm sure it's good, but like that just not terrible. It sounds like it's going to be a chore. So I just avoided it forever. Um, and I bought a copy on DVD about two years ago. I was like, I'll watch this at some point. And I've been sitting on it. And the other day, I was like, all right, today's a day. I got, I got three hours to kill. Let's throw it on. Um, and it's fucking magnificent. Um, it's it, maybe in my top five all-time Scorsese movies, just off of that one watch so far. Um, Funny enough, you know, you're not the first person to, to give it high praise like that. I've seen a lot of people recently talk about how good it is. I think that's what prompted me. No, this particular person has been praising it since it first came out. Andrew, I'm talking about Colin. He's been, you know, one of your best friends. He's been giving that movie in particular high praise since it first came out. He's one of those films that, like, once it was released onto on uh, Apple, 
he bought it on his computer and he just always talked about it how good it was and shit so yeah it's it's a masterpiece i mean for one thing it just it's incredible looking um hmm. you know i mean you kind of expect a scorsese movie to look good but even by his standards it, it, this is just one of the best looking movies i've ever seen in my life and it looks like it's his version of an akira kurosawa movie um so if anybody i don't know about you guys but if anybody listening is a kurosawa fan it's worth checking out for that alone it's it's scorsese doing it you know his homage to kurosawa movies um but even just beyond the way it looks it's an interesting story it's just about you know it's a religious persecution mm-hmm. um and this guy hanging on to his faith when every rational thought is to just just do what they're telling you to do and pretend like you don't believe in this stuff and he just couldn't his faith was so strong you know and maybe he's arrogant there's a part of him that that feels he wants to be a martyr there's just there's a lot going on um and andrew garfield who's somebody that i'm kind of neutral on like i don't have an opinion about him one way or the other um i'm starting to have an opinion about him though based on this and under the silver lake um he's just i can't put into words how good he is in this movie it's one of the best performances i've seen in a very long time um so yeah i mean it 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 sounds like a slog a two hour and 40 minute religious movie but there's there's a lot going on and um you know if you're a scorsese fan you got to check it out for that reason alone but i you won't be disappointed it's it's really that good all right check it out silence one of these days i'll get around to it i promise all right until then jocelyn what do you want to recommend this week to the masses jocelyn wow okay um (laughs) sure i will go next um so i'm gonna take it back to 1991 with don't tell mom the babysitter's dad right on top of that rose Yep. Um, so my daughter just turned 10 and she hit that age where she's like, can I start watching movies that are for older people? And <laughs> I was like, sure, let's watch um, Pretty in Pink. And I turned on Pretty in Pink and we got like five minutes into it and they already talked about like sex and whores and stuff and i was just like oh jesus christ no i need to turn this off so i turned it off and we were looking around for stuff to watch and i was like you hey, you throw don't on tell mom the babysitter's dead it's not you know not that bad i was gonna say adventures in babysitting where they they drop not one but two f-bombs uh, <laughs> but um yeah so we watched this movie and i i mean i forgot how it's one of those movies that like when I was younger, I would I as like a teen girl, I would sit there and just watch it like over and over again. I just I love the movie. Um, but it's it's just fun. It's a fun movie. Um I think Christina Applegate does a great job in the movie. Um, you know, it was fun to watch with my daughter, and I love that she's getting, and I'm sure Ed, you can probably you know say this too you probably you too justin but like just they when your kids get to that certain age and you can just like start 
watching movies with them and just see like their reaction to movies that you enjoyed as a kid you know it's and it's not just like disney movies now it's like now that she's getting older it's like i can show her you know like more mature movies i guess is what she would say but um yeah it was it was it was fun sitting down and watching this with her and you know brought back a lot of memories from when i was like i guess a 10 year old watching this movie maybe not a teenager but um yeah it's it's a fun movie um if you don't know what it's about basically the mom goes out of town i don't fucking understand why a mom would go to australia for what is it like <laughs> 12 weeks eight weeks or something because with just movies leave gonna movie that's why right but i was just like god i would never just run away with my boyfriend to australia <laughs> my kids in the states no matter how old they are like i don't know it's just weird to me um and my 10 year old even questioned it um but uh yeah so she leaves and then they get a babysitter and babysitter ends up dying and the kids don't want you know they want to keep their freedom so they end up throwing the babysitter in a freaking trunk and dropping it off at a funeral home and you know they do what are they what is it they flip like a pizza box to figure out which one's gonna get a job the you know christina applegate or the oldest older son and Christina Applegate has to get the get the job and basically be like, you know, mom while the mom is out of town. So, you know, it's got um some craziness to it and there's always something going on in the movie, but um I don't know. I liked it. My daughter liked it. She said she really really enjoyed it. So, it was fun sitting down and watching like an old classic with her. So that's what I'm recommending this week. I feel like this is one of those films that I've seen the front cover of a million times, but I've never actually sat down and watched. So maybe I'll uh, really, <laughs> I'll give that a spin. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie for sure. What you know? All right, so this week I'm recommending Orca. <laughs> it's a film about a killer whale, but it's not just a killer whale. The killer whale is after the captain who killed his pregnant wife. <laughs> no, I'm Shem. just kidding. This, <laughs> this week I'm recommending <laughs> The Whale, which is a much better film than this, I'm sure, given the fact that it's got some Oscar wins under its belt. Um, We went and saw The Whale at the Charles Theater, me, Justin, and Ed, and I, it's, it's one of those films that I consistently go back and like just think about. It's... it's it, like Darren Aronofsky really just nailed his film to a T so much that Brendan Fraser picked up obviously the best actor of the year award um but just the the performances are absolutely magnificent the writing is detailed so much that it cripples you emotionally but it's it's one of those films that's a bitter pill to swallow but it's one of those that you just gotta endure I absolutely fucking love this movie. I really highly recommend anybody to watch it. Uh, my buddy Tim actually reached out to me like a couple of weeks ago and said that he watched it and like his emotions were just completely drained. But at the same time, it was one of those like it's it's emotionally draining, but it's one of those you feel good after watching it. Not feel good, but like feel like, you know, you 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 know you watch a damn good film after watching this. So not every film is going to put a smile on your face, but at the same time, you need to 
do yourself the honor of catching this, especially because, you know, it has Oscar nom- or wins under its belt. And I love Darren Aronofsky. That, that man does little wrong. I don't want to say no wrong, but little wrong in my book. I know it was Justin's favorite film of last year. Or no, this year. Was it last year or this year? When did it come out? <laughs> it was last year. We're in 2023. Justin's a big fan of that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, it's on my list. I definitely want to see this movie for sure. Yeah, I got to rewatch it again. Um, I, I bought it a few weeks back, but I haven't gotten around to sit down to, to give it a second watch. Like Andrew said, uh, me, him, and Justin went and saw it together. Um, I, I I was all about his performance. Um, felt that you know there was a couple things I would have done differently as a director, but you know, all in all, I wasn't mad at the movie. Um, I, I I liked it, but I felt that maybe I could have liked it more. So we'll see. I owe it a second watch, so I will be giving it that. Um, in the coming weeks, no rush. I- I also want to point out the entertainment company A24 that actually distributed this film. Like, they do no wrong. They're perfect. I was going to say, I feel like they just don't have any misses. It's crazy. No, they're they're, they're fucking perfect at what they do. Another shout out to Midsommar, because holy shit, that film is magnificent. And Hereditary and everything. Um, So many great films. And they're still continuing to churn out great films. So, uh, speaking of great films, I couldn't help but to recommend a film that's still currently in theaters it just came out and of course i'm talking about john wick chapter four i fucking cannot stop thinking about this movie it has been fucking living rent free in my head since i saw it last thursday night this fucking movie is a masterpiece it is five stars perfection as far as action films go it is crazy i'm saying this about the fourth movie of a fucking action franchise but here i am um it's just the culmination of so much. If you've seen any of the other three films, then you kind of know what you're come getting into. But is the story about the dog still intertwined the, the, in the, this? No, the, but he takes the, everything and just expands on it. I mean, it's just, just the, the, the 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 cultural elements that that they add to it that the movie just it 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 broadens its horizons this movie is so much more than just a shoot 'em up action film it's it's more than just quote unquote gung fu it's it's just you've got a little bit of a western you've got you know a little a little bit of uh, a kung fu movie you've got a little bit of just a shoot 'em up movie you've got a little bit of everything you've got so many elements in this crock pot and man does the stew taste good man i love this movie so much like i said it's all been thinking about for the last five days can't wait to see it again um and i can't recommend it enough it's rare that i give brand new films especially the fourth installment of a franchise five stars but here we are with this movie five stars and i meant every single bit of it god this movie is excellent believe the hype i know a lot of people are hyping this movie up this is a rare case where they're all right believe the hype that's all i'm gonna say so i'm gonna leave it at it's just 
oh man, it it'll it'll fuck you up for three hours. You don't feel every fucking bit of three hours, but it's three hours it's long. It's three hours. Holy crap! It will fuck you up. Well, I'm afraid that's all the time that we have for this week. But before we go, I want to remind our listeners about the never-ending collection of film effect content that can be found over at the archive on our website, thefilmeffectpodcast.com, as well as all major podcast platforms. Follow along on Facebook and Twitter for all the latest news and announcements anytime they feel like dropping. The Film Effect Podcast on Facebook, at Film Effect Pod on Twitter. And make sure you're leaving your reviews and ratings on Apple, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, or directly on our website. You have no idea just how much your feedback means to the almighty algorithm. Weekly Film Effect episodes are returning soon, starting with our 25th anniversary episode of The Big Lebowski. You can enjoy the following films that are getting the full film effect treatment in the coming months, including Wild Things, House of a Thousand Corpses, Alien, Drive, Red Dawn, Super Mario Brothers, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, National Lampoon's Vacation, John Wick, The Village, as well as the rest of the Mission Impossible series. As with each and every week, I want to thank my three co-hosts for all they do and to all of our listeners for staying true. It's been fun, but now it's done. And until next time, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Justin. And I'm Andrew. And this has been an all-new episode of Furycast. Go ahead and bring us home, Sean. All right, gang. We're going to see you all again next time when those theater lights go dim and the opening credits begin to roll.